0: computer solitaire huh Ah, oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere
1: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Live Mike Podcast. My name is Michael Beck, your deputy editor over at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and I'm bringing it to you this week talking about why it's okay to be positive about the 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, I know this is a topic that you're probably not going to find too many other places, really from the national media right on down to the local stuff. People have been bashing the Pittsburgh Steelers all offseason long. And really, that's kind of a trend that's continued for multiple years in a row. People trying to write off the Steelers, trying to say it's the downfall of this team, they're going to start sucking this that the other thing they continue to bash on the Steelers we even saw it last year for example and what did they do they roared out of the gate to an 11-0 start sure they flubbed it at the end but they still went 12 and 4 and hosted a home playoff game to me that doesn't sound like a team that's about to completely fall off the tracks by any stretch of the imagination, but we're out here, you have your articles coming out from The Athletic, or ESPN, or NBC, whoever saying the Pittsburgh Steelers are due to drop off, and to a degree I I can definitely get behind them, there are huge question marks with this team that I'll get into later on in this show then when you continue to trickle down the, the kind of media world, you have your PFFs of the world who will Analytically, sure, there is some stuff that works negatively towards the Steelers, but all their takes towards the Pittsburgh Steelers are negative in general. And a lot of that stems from how easy it is to rile up Steelers Nation and get this fan base really talking about your content. It boosts their clicks, and they do it on purpose to become more popular. And I I, I get it. I know why they do it. It's infuriating, but I understand why it's done. One of the interesting things is, though, it seems that the Steelers are the only team that really kind of catches this kind of idea from these outlets. You know that there's these gigantic fan bases for sports teams around the world. You can think of the Dallas Cowboys as America's team, as they once really were known as. They don't really get that treatment. Sure, there's some critical people of them are around the league, but at the end of the day, they're still pretty 50-50 and it, it, it is impartial when it comes to a team like that. The Steelers, an equally big fan base, a worldwide fan base, they're the ones that get targeted. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense why it's just the Steelers, but really that's what it feels like. And it, for a lack of better term, that really is what it comes down to. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a team that is overhated, and really, until they hoist another Lombardi, I, I don't imagine that's happening or that's going to go away, at least anytime soon. Heck, you even have your your local media types, and I'm not going to name any names, but there's certainly guys that like to attack your, your uh, certain blog writers, if you will, uh, will come after you for having a positive Steelers take, and really... It's one of those things that it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense why people are throwing this amount of shade at one another, especially people that work within the same fan base, work covering the stuff for the same team. Heck, I, I want my content ranging from the absolute most positive of positive takes to the absolute negative. I want to get the entire range. I want to understand this team from every single perspective. But Lord forbid, if you're positive about the Pittsburgh Steelers, someone is going to come at your throat. Someone's going to try to challenge your credibility. And really, that isn't fair. A year ago, my bold prediction for the Pittsburgh Steelers is they'd go undefeated until after their bye week. Heck, they did just that, and people called me crazy then i've been positive about this team for a long time and i think they are better than most people want to give them credit for and so far they've been proving me right each and every single time i make that take but here we are people coming after me acting like i don't know what the heck i'm talking about ladies and gentlemen the pittsburgh steelers continue to find ways to win though and i imagine that's going to be exactly the same in 2021 Another huge reason why it's so easy to hate on the Pittsburgh Steelers this offseason is the amount of question marks surrounding this team, and we're going to get into some of those throughout the course of this show today. But really, the question marks, some of them are definitely warranted, like the offensive line, but then there's some other ones that just don't make much sense, especially when you do a a deep dive on this team and you do the research and you study the analytics. Like saying the defensive backfield is going to take this gigantic step back because they lost... Steven Nelson really Cam Sutton is someone who's just as serviceable at a quarter of the price it makes sense why the Steelers made the decision they made they they got a talented player still on roster and they're going to slide them into that specific role there is Really, so many things that are infuriating when it comes to this team. And it's just so easy for people to, to write them off because of their their issues that have kind of arise from the salary cap dropping or players retiring or late season, well, we saw with David Acastro, random kind of injuries we didn't know about ending up in cuts. Uh, so, in one sense, I can understand why people are negative about the offensive line. But then, on the other, really what if this offensive line is good? Last year, the Pittsburgh Steelers' offensive line from left to right, when they were healthy, was Alejandro Villanueva, Matt Filer, Marquise Pouncey, David DeCastro, and Chooks Okorafor. Heck, it would have been Zach Banner if he never got hurt. This year, they've completely rewrote that offensive line. Now, 4 is moving to his more comfortable left tackle position. Kevin Dotson, who was arguably the Steelers' best offensive lineman last year, is actually going to be able to start each and every game as a left guard. There's a ton of question marks surrounding the center position, but by all means, Kendrick Green is the guy the Steelers wanted to draft to be their next starting center To at the beginning of this draft process. They knew he was going to be available in the third round, and they got out. They went out and got him. After that, right guard Trey Turner was entering the 2021 season with as many question marks surrounding him as David DeCastro did. It is all health related with both of those guys. Right now, it sounds like David DeCastro is probably going to miss this year no matter what, especially if he has to have another ankle surgery. He will not be the same guy, at least not this year. The Steelers believe, and even Trey Turner himself believes, he is healthy. If Trey Turner is exactly what he was in Carolina, the Steelers improve their offensive line. They're they're getting a guy with five consecutive Pro Bowls to slot in at right guard. He had an injury-plagued 2020 season, but he's claiming he's healthy. If he can return to that form, the Steelers have another mauler in the middle, and that's a huge factor why they're going to fixed the running game which was such a huge issue last year and to round out this offensive line at the right tackle position you got Zach Banner a lot of people are critical about his past blocking skills but he is one of the Steelers best run blockers and with this new Matt Canada offense and his ability to crush defensive linemen munch them put them down in the turf pancake blocks galore and this new system that's going to involve a lot of heavy running, a lot of play action, his pass pro is only going to improve because teams aren't just going to attack the Steelers because they have the most bland offense in the NFL. The entire offensive line is going to be better because they can run the ball. And running the ball was the Steelers' biggest question mark of this offseason. It was the number one thing they had to improve. And what did they do at the spot? They've completely changed their offense. We know that with Matt Canada being promoted to offensive coordinator. They completely changed the entire offensive line. This is a brand new unit. It's going to be different than last year. It's a brand new unit where four of the five guys are better run blockers than they are pass blockers. That is huge. After that, they drafted Najee Harris, the best running back in the draft with their first round pick. This running game has nowhere to go but up it really the Steelers had to focus on fixing their, their rushing attack and that's exactly what is going to happen here in 2021 the run game is going to be better which means the pass game is going to be better just by proxy the rushing attack is going to allow the Steelers to get into some different stuff and if Ben Roethlisberger is willing to run that play action they will be just fine the Pittsburgh Steelers offense Really, it's going to be a better unit than it was last year, strictly because the offense isn't going to be so darn predictable. This is one of the biggest factors the Pittsburgh Steelers have on their side. The amount of defenders from the 2020 uh, season that said the Steelers, we we didn't have to prepare. We knew what they're doing just based on the the way they lined up. If they're in shotgun, the Steelers are throwing the ball three quarters of the time. And if they're under center, the same thing, but for the running attack. Teams just knew what they were doing. It was so obvious. Now the Steelers have a legitimate scheme. So what does that mean? The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be less predictable. This is huge. They have great skilled players. We know this. Their offensive line is brand new. They have a great running back. That's a rookie. He's young. He's fresh. And they have Ben Roethlisberger coming back to do it again. We'll get into the questions facing Ben Roethlisberger and a whole lot of other positive Steelers takes on the other side of this quick commercial break. So we'll catch you in just a moment. Steelers fans, We are back with the second half of the live mic, and I'm super excited to get to this half of the show because we can kick things off talking about one Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. This is the guy that if he is on, if the Steelers are able to limit how many times he has to throw the ball in each and every game, the Steelers will be a successful team. This season really boils down to two things most specifically. If this offensive line can improve or be better or just exceed expectations, which expectations are very low, so they have a good shot of doing just that. And if Ben Roethlisberger can dial back the clock a little bit, be healthy, into this offense, if he can be that guy, the Steelers will be just fine. Even though they have this brutal schedule, even though the AFC North is this tough division, if Ben Roethlisberger can do all those things, the Pittsburgh Steelers will be good. And it's one of the easiest reasons to be positive about this team. Ben Roethlisberger, we know 18 years of his career now, he's been the pivot. He's been the guy for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He took less money to come back and at least give it one more go. He's a future Hall of Famer. He's the longest tenured single-team quarterback in the league now. He He's the old man on campus, but he is clearly showing us signs that he is buying in. Did he have to be at minicamp? Not, not really. No, he could easily get excused. Did he have to be at OTAs? Absolutely not. But he's there putting in work. The receivers weren't there, but he was just putting one-on-one work with the rookies. Ben Roethlisberger, by, by the eye test alone, is buying in. And that is huge. That is going to be the thing that really kind of changes the Pittsburgh Steelers' season. If Ben Roethlisberger can just play ball and not worry about anything else. And really, right now it's looking like that's exactly what it's going to be like. We know last year Ben Roethlisberger pretty much didn't have an offseason. Yet when we got to week 12... Ben Roethlisberger had top five MVP odds. Five weeks left in the season. He had top five odds to be the league MVP. He didn't have an offseason because he was rehabbing from elbow surgery. The Steelers' offense at that point had been cracked for how obvious each and every play was. The Baltimore Ravens took advantage of that with a depleted squad. The Steelers still managed to win that game. Heck, they were close against Washington. They almost went improved to 12-0. But again, The Da Vinci Code had been cracked. The Da Vinci Code. Heck, that offense was so simple, a toddler could have figured out what the Pittsburgh Steelers were doing on any given play. That's how simple it was. But now that Ben Roethlisberger has a full offseason, he's going to be able to throw the ball to to guys like James Washington, Deontay Johnson, and Chase Claypool. Guys, really, they've been around with the Steelers for a while now, but considering Ben Roethlisberger missed all of 2019, the 2020 offseason, he he was obviously battling uh, those elbow uh, surgery complications coming back from that. This is really the first offseason where he can really start to develop some chemistry with these guys and really start to improve this offense because of it. Even Eric Ebron, this is his second year as a Steeler. He didn't get to practice much at all with Ben Roethlisberger in the offseason. But now they've gone through a year. There is obviously a, a touch of growing pains. But heck, Eric Ebron had his second best statistical year of his career. Yes, I know it's kind of hard to believe, but it's 100% true. Aside from his incredible 2018 season when he was a pro bowler and dominating the league, last year was his best year of his career. And he's played with some unbelievable quarterbacks. Quarterbacks: Matt Stafford, Andrew Luck. Those names probably ring a bell. Ben Roethlisberger, once again, he is a massive key. And as we sit here right now, he should be healthier. He has a brand new system, which should allow him to succeed. He has a running game, which should give him more time in the passing game because teams don't know he's just throwing the ball. It's so it's all working out so well and falling into. A perfect place for Ben Roethlisberger to be successful. All he has to do at this point is come out, not force the ball, not have to throw the ball too much, and the Pittsburgh Steelers will 100% be fine. Flipping over to the defensive side, and one young player for the Pittsburgh Steelers that also holds a lot of the keys, is one Alex Highsmith, We know the Steelers' defense, they're supposed to take a bit of a step back losing Bud Dupree. The the double-digit sack man from 2019, he looked like he was well on his way to doing just that in 2020 before tearing his ACL in that unfortunate accident, which really kind of derailed the Steelers' season. After that, the Steelers greatly struggled. Alex Highsmith was fine in some limited playing time, but of course we know he's battling an ankle injury as well. Alex Highsmith, uh, however already looks like he's on a better upward trajectory than Bud Dupree was entering his second year of his career. Highsmith is a great pass rusher and he's 100% bought in. If you looked at pictures of him and videos of him during these offseason workouts with the Steelers, the dude is clearly jacked. He's come into camp larger than he was last year. He looks more defined than he was. He is in peak shape. because of it because of him just necessarily being heavier and stronger he'll be better against the run alex highsmith if he can answer the questions and develop faster than bud dupree did the steelers defense shouldn't miss a beat and that goes without mentioning alex highsmith should never face a double team all year long DJ Watt on the other side is going to command a heck of a lot of attention. Stephon Tuitt and Cam Hayward are as well. Even Tyson Alualu, when he's out on the field, he deserves at least a chip. That's how good the front seven is for the Pittsburgh Steelers. These guys, they're all deserving of being double teamed. And that's kind of the hardest question defensive coordinators have to ask themselves each and every week. Who are we doubling today? Who are we going to let try to beat us? We know they're not going to let T.J. Watt do that. And we know they're certainly going to do their best to not let Stephon Tewitt or Cam Hayward do it. Basically, they're going to decide between Tewitt and Hayward who they're going to leave single-teamed all game. And then Alex Highsmith just gets his free one-on-one rush. Alex Highsmith could absolutely explode onto the scene because not only has he completely changed his body for the better... But he is in one of the cushiest jobs there is for an edge rusher in the NFL. He should be excited. He should pin his ears back. This is going to be a very, very fun season of football for Alex Highsmith. And if I was an edge rusher in the NFL, I would be extremely jealous of him taking that role. He is going to be a stud there. And really, I wouldn't be surprised if he was close to as good as Bud Dupree was, at least in the pass rush game a year ago. We know how good Bud Dupree was in the rushing attack, so I'm not going to put that level of standard on him, but he could be pretty darn good, and it is exciting. Another thing I want to point to as well that is kind of going under the radar is how good the Pittsburgh Steelers' special teams are going to be. A lot of people aren't really talking about this and I kind of get it it's special teams but it's still a pretty big facet of this game we know Jordan Berry the incumbent punter he usually starts the year pretty well before falling off the rails as the weather gets colder he'll have his usual shank punt all of a sudden the Steelers like they're on their own 40 yard lines all right this team isn't going to do anything because we're going to punt the ball away. There's only a minute left. There's no way they're going to go 90 yards and score a touchdown. But then Jordan Berry-Shanks went off the side of his foot. And all of a sudden, they just have to go 20 yards and kick a field goal. And all of a sudden, we're going to overtime. Now, the Pittsburgh Steelers have a legitimate punning prospect and prodigy and Presley Harvin third. Him alone changes this team. Because if the Steelers can have the production that the Ravens get out of Sam Cooke... Holy smokes, this defense. If they're just playing with 90-yard cushions behind them each and every game, that is massive. And something the Steelers have greatly missed for a very long time. They need a great punter, and they might actually have that guy now. After him... Look how many guys the Steelers added as gunners and special teams aces throughout the last couple years. Yes, I know they lost Jordan Dangerfield, but they backed that up with adding a ton of talent. Miles Killebrew is one of the best special teamers in the entire NFL. It's one of those spots that isn't talked about because once again, it's special teams, but he is going to replace Dangerfield seamlessly. We know Derek Watt is one of the best special teamers as well. The Steelers added him a year ago. And now you look at the Steelers draft picks. Quincy Roche, he's going to be a special teamer. Buddy Johnson, he's going to be a special teamer. Marcus Allen, of course, he's been on the team for a couple years now, but he's added some mass. He looks pretty big. He is also going to be a special teamer. You run up and down the defensive lineup. And if they're not starters, they have really good uh, abilities to be good special teamers. Look at the safeties. Trey Norwood's going to be asked to do that. Antoine Brooks, legitimate starting capable players. Maybe not the best of the best starters, but at the very least, starting capable players will be on special teams. This unit is going to hunt guys down. D- that he doesn 't even mention the guys on offense that offer some stuff in the special team 's game, do you guys remember Kevin Raider a year ago when he beat out Zach Gentry for some playing time? He was a special team 's demon. I remember a couple hits. he absolutely laid out returners. After him, Cassius Marsh, another late season addition. I remember in that Colts game, he flew down the middle of the field. We know his warts when it comes to uh, trying to defend the run as an edge rusher. But as a special teams guy, he flies down the field and cracks heads from top to bottom. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have a great, a great special teams unit. And teams are going to have to travel a very long distance to score points and that is one of the most underrated things to be excited of when it comes to the pittsburgh steelers all that being said i want to thank you for today's show coming on tuning in with me and you know what i think next week just for the fact of being a good journalist We'll even look at the negatives. Why it's okay to be negative about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cause guess what? Until the games are played, we don't necessarily know. And really it's okay to be any type of fan. I, I would just say it's not okay to just go after an attack fans for their own opinions. Cause heck, it's just your opinion. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion 100% wholeheartedly And shouldn't be attacked for that And if that's the only thing you take away from today's show Well that's a pretty Gosh darn good lesson in my opinion So thank you for tuning in Once again to today's show I also want to remind you to click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com Which should be your one stop shop For all things Pittsburgh Steelers When it comes to film room breakdowns When it comes to just Running commentary Absolutely everything you could possibly dream dream of including a full roster breakdown all 90 guys once again are getting broken down by the behind the steel curtain crew including yours truly you'll find it there also make sure you're listening to behind the steel curtains entire family of podcasts like jeff hartman's let's ride and dave scofield stat geek which you can find on your regular podcast platforms once again thank you for tuning in today's show and i will see you guys next week